Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. The host for this episode is Uriel Kararwa. Uriel is a program manager at Inclusity Calgary, an organization devoted to the inclusion of diverse and underrepresented voices in the design of technology. With a background in neuroscience, Uriel has been coordinating community events and working with neurodiverse groups in Lethbridge, and has spoken on the topic of atypical neurology on the TEDx stage. Uriel is always exploring opportunities to impact communities in areas like IDEA, social innovation, and sustainability. Let's join Uriel in another episode of his BIPOC series, this time with his guest, Musap Abdel. Take it away, Uriel. Hello, welcome everyone to the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast. My name is Uriel. You might know me from Inclusity Calgary or from previous episodes here. Um, I'll be your host for another Libby BIPOC series where we celebrate BIPOC founders in the Calgary innovation ecosystem. And I'm so excited and happy to introduce to you our next guest um, and to share space with them. In case you don't already know them, I'd like to introduce to you Musap Abdel, otherwise known as Moose. He's the executive director at Struggle Is Your Success, which is a great name, by the way. And I think we'll use the abbreviation from here on out, S-I-Y-S, Struggle Is Your Success. He's also an entrepreneur, so a youth-led educator, a community leader, an advocate. He is also an IT analyst with a passion for AI. And maybe we'll get to those conversations, those really big AI combos. But we have so many great things to talk about. And, you know, welcome to the Libby podcast. Moose, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So good to see you again. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure. So Moose, there's probably things I didn't cover there, but like tell us about tell us about you. What are your like, you know, what do you spend your time on on a given day? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Ariel. I spend my time always learning, always uh, trying to figure out how to plug the missing holes, uh, educating myself. I, yeah, I'm always learning. I'm always elevating, always trying to find innovative ideas, innovative developments that can be very impactful to our society. So uh, that's how I spend my time most of the time. But I also love basketball at a very high level. And uh, yeah, uh, the word struggle is your success. <laughs> Always struggling to figure out innovative ideas that will be impactful in society that will uh, become successful uh, to our to our fellows and our communities. Tell us about that. Yeah, struggle is your success. I love the name. What is it for those that don't know? 
Yeah, Struggle is Your Success, S-I-Y-S, is an innovative not-for-profit organization dedicated to helping high-risk youth, all youth, to let them learn tangible entrepreneurial uh, skill mindset development uh, that inspires them and guide them to become prosper citizens in our community. So give them a platform where they can understand how to tackle their fears and their struggles through the entrepreneurial mindset change programming. So that's what Struggle Is Your Success is. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So Moose, you and I met for the first time at, was it? Yeah, Center for Newcomers on a on a panel. That's and, correct. Um, yeah, when I heard about Struggle Is Your Success, I, you know, loved the idea, the concept, and I, you know, would have loved to be in that program when I was a youth and know many people as well that would uh, gain a lot from early exposure to uh, these types of of, uh, of mindset shifts, if you will, and, 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 you know, to develop the entrepreneurial, not only a mindset, but maybe a spirit as well. But what inspired this movement, the company, the whole, yeah, inspired S-Y-I-S? S-I-Y-S, yeah. What inspired it? To be honest with you, I was a youth at risk. That's what uh, inspired the development of S-I-Y-S. I was youth at risk. I was struggling. I I went through so through tough times as a youth. I yeah, my journey was was constant struggle of of abuse. Yeah, as as a youth, and I I never had some clear guidance as a youth. Discrimination, racism. And my parents were not around. Specifically, my father wasn't around. Wasn't around, um, and that kind of has led me into um, a world that that I had, I had no guidance. So yeah, that kind of inspired the 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 development of SLYS and basically the early stages of SLYS. I found it in 2012. And basically, it was through a basketball journey where I was playing basketball and I shot a three-pointer and I said, struggle is my success instead of struggle is your success. And I had a friend uh, who kind of really inspired me, uh, informed me to change the word my and change it to your. And she emphasized to start an organization, I didn't know what that meant, but I, I ran with it. Uh, I ran with the idea and started trying to figure out what what is SIYS. And I had the opportunity to go back home to Sudan, Egypt, uh, and work with other youth and identify their needs and unpack the challenges in Sudan and um, in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, other places. And I had the opportunity to mentor 
a significant amount of youth back home. And that's what inspired Struggle, Struggle is, your, is Your Success. And uh, uh, I decided to bring the idea to, uh, to Calgary, specifically to Alberta. And now here we are. We're you know, registered as a not-for-profit. Met a friend at a basketball court. One of our board members, Abdul, who kind of inspired me to register the, the not-for-profit and then take it to the next level. So now here we are. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a long journey. You said initially it was 2012 was around when the idea came to be. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. 2012. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of like we've been in business since 2021, like a registered as a, as a not-for-profit organization. And we brought people together, you know, Abdul and, and Jill, uh, previous board member, other other volunteers in the not for profit space who kind of took travel, took SLIs to the next level. But yeah, hmm. that's wow. Yeah, a long, yeah. Ju- long journey. <laughs> that is a long journey. Yeah. Um. So you know, from 2012 to 2021, it was you know an idea that you were acting upon uh, and slowly starting to like take shape in different ways. Usually, you know, at some point people decide to maybe register or uh, make it official in some way, but uh, you decided to wait in, you know, for as long as you did. And and surely there are many reasons for it. And, And in those 10 years time, were there, any struggles that you know you had in kind of getting this up and going that um yeah yeah tell me yeah. about those yeah. there, there, there was a lot of struggles trying to identify what what it was right the ideation stage you know i had i wanted to make it a um, turn struggle is your success into a for-profit company uh where we would able to deliver workshops and courses to to the younger generation, right? But that didn't work. The development of creating a business plan and creating, you know, you know, a marketing strategy and and changing the logo more than probably three to four times. And the logo that w- that I have came up with was uh, a diamond. It was a black diamond, and the black diamond is basically it's the diamond in in the rough of how diamonds are are shaped and made. Um, and yeah, I wanted to to showcase that the diamond is basically when it's created, it's usually black, but it takes a team to develop it to sh- to to polish it for it to become a crystal shining real diamond that has been sold in 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 companies and corporations so that that was that was like a metaphor of the word struggle right it takes it takes time it takes it takes a team and takes it takes a village to build that diamond so to answer your question though it took took me 10 years to really figure out what SLYS is and the development of recruitment 
and sharing ideas and info sharing and speaking to people and bringing a team together to see the vision um, bigger than what it is was, 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 was a struggle for me. Uh, that's one aspect to it. Uh, the, the fear of rejection, you know, trying to, uh, how can I develop myself to the next level? How would people see me? How, how would I, how do I sell myself? How do I pitch? How do I, how do I, how do I dress? How do I go into a meeting? Uh, these are things that are not taught in, in our traditional school system. Uh, you would need to, you know, to me personally, especially traveling to Sudan, uh, those skills are not taught in the traditional school system. So you would, you would basically learn as you go, right? And face these fears where people reject you and don't see the vision. And then, you know, being alone all the time. So, that's how that's that's why it took me about ten years to to really understand and then when i and then we when we registered as a not for profit that was a whole different scenario right that's a whole different perspective of understand the ethics understand the registration registering as a not for profit the word not for profit what does that mean what what does that entail? Where's that coming from? So, yeah, those are the, the 10 year journey, you know, and knowing that that comes also with trauma and also comes with, uh, rejection of friends and losing friends and, you know, people not believing in you and individuals criticizing you during the 10 year, um, aspect. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you've gone through a lot to get here. And, you know, looking back on your personal journey over over that time span, surely all these things just make you into a great, like, youth mentor leader and, like, facilitator in this program that you're, you know, basically imparting your direct experience and wisdom to these youth. and yeah, like, you know, that, that must feel good. That must feel so rewarding and impactful to be in this place. And like, I guess, where, where do you see the, the organization going from, from here? I see the organization going that will be, that it will be a national organization across Canada to impact, uh, every youth who's been criticized, who's not, who, who is fearful who doesn't have an opportunity through the traditional school system, um, who's been struggling constantly, for them to have a platform to understand that there is hope and struggle is actually a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's, it's a tool for you to succeed, right? It's a tool for you to accept that it's okay to struggle, it's okay to fail, it's okay to feel rejected, it's okay if people, you know, come and go, it's okay if you lose friends, it's okay if you lose money, it's not, a, it's not the end of the world, right? It's okay if you've been through, th 
through trauma and acknowledging that trauma and accepting that trauma. But what are you going to do about it to solve that trauma that you've been, that, that people are being going through? Imposter syndrome is, 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 is a big one, right? Not feeling belonged, not feel welcomed. So struggle is your success is, is something beyond what people can imagine. It's, it's an opportunity for them to elevate and see hope in this world through their own journey. So I see it as a national organization uh, across Canada um, that will be impacting the lives of youth uh, from the age of 14 to all the way to the age of 25. And the thing is that the journey of entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but the mindset can be embedded in everybody's learning. So if you can think as an entrepreneur and trying to learn how to solve complex problems, you have elevated and you can take that into the the education space into the academia space where you can elevate your credentials to the highest degree that you can think of. And then you'll be on un, 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 unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm understanding from what you're saying of like the, you know, um, compassionate lens of, you know, it's okay to, experience all of these um um struggles in a sense and um that that sounds very that sounds like you're trying to maybe develop compassion and and empathy and as well like you know help help uh, people going through this program to kind of reframe their struggles and it says it all in the name and it's great it's like all encompassing almost but um you know, is it really like, is it kind of a combination of, you know, mental health and resilience training with a framework of like entrepreneurship? Um, or how would you further describe kind of what um, an attendee would expect to develop after time in a program? So it's, a, it's, a, it's a combination of mental health, resilience, and also a combination of motivation and unearthing your potential. Seeing a different lens, you have the capabilities to be the best of the best and do whatever you want through the entrepreneurial mindset shift that will allow you to scale up, right? With the right tools, with the right mentors, with the right leaders with the right educators, with the right social workers that will elevate your talents to the next level. So yes, it's a combination of mental health. It's a combination of resiliency, the combination of motivation. It's a combination of potential. It's a combination of leadership. It's a combination of hope to the highest degree. And it sounds like they're pretty well supported as well. So you mentioned like, you know, having social workers or like, you know, uh, 
important figures in these people's lives to be a part of this process. Is that right? Is yeah. that a part of it as well? Yeah. 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 So through our five-week program, our program is, is a five-week program. It's once once a week, two hours. And basically, it's dream it, plan it, build it, right? But it's stressed out, stressed out of five weeks um, where we bring speakers in our sessions who have struggled, who've been through bad experiences before, and they have learned from those struggles and developed a sustainable company or found their passion or found their success. Our youth come into our program welcomed, not judged. They have the opportunity to dream big. And we use those dreams where they understand what those dreams are and what those dreams are what those dreams are attached to their values what their values are right what's the mission and vision through those dreams and they have the opportunity where they learn digital responsibility digital citizenship what does it take when you make a post on instagram or on tiktok how can you know what are the effects the negative effects of you posting on on tiktok Will it affect your career, you know, 10 years or 20 years down the road? We're catching these youth at an early stage through the entrepreneurial, through the entrepreneurial mindset journey, right? They have the opportunity where they, they, they will be challenged. They will be criticized professionally where they, they have the opportunity to build, uh, the highest tower that they can think of through the spaghetti challenge with minimal resources, right? Under, under a tested duration time. And the goal is to show them that if that tower comes down, right? And, and breaks into pieces, are you going to leave or are you going to accept that that tower has has came down are you going to rebuild what is your strategy in rebuilding and it's, it's tied to the whole program where it's it's reframed back to their dream it's reframed back to their values it's reframed back to their planning strategy so that sounds very yeah. challenging and fun and um so apt and like yes. necessary the whole yes. like you know digital citizenship piece of it i don't think i've heard too many other people mention those two words together i thought that was just like an inclusivity thing that we're thinking about digital citizenship in other ways but like yeah um <laughs> it also includes yeah you know uh being mindful of where one's uh, digital footprints and, and and data end up uh in X number of years, days, or months time. Uh, and yeah, who knows? Maybe a, a future politician will be thanking you for uh, having taught them those lessons early on. <laughs> right. Uh, Thank you. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, and you are, you know, right now focusing on youth with like a particular need or like what is the, uh, 
criteria for kind of acceptance into this program? Yeah, yeah. So our, we welcome all youth, regardless of their background. We are focused on BIPOC youth. That's our target demographic. But any, any, any youth who wants to come into our program is more than welcomed. They go through an extensive screening process where our organization sits down with the youth and asks extensive questions such as, do you have a dream? Do you have a talent? Do you love something? We try to find ways where they have something that they can lean on, right? And are they committed? Do they want to change? And do they have a struggle? And that struggle can be from, from not committing, from, you know, just want to change their life, want to change their mindset, right? To being bullied, you know? Our organization addresses situations where youth are, some of the youth are not welcomed, where, where we help them you know, understand their values that they are, they are welcome. They are, they are loved. They are, they are valued, right? And they, they don't need to seek validation. They are, they are worth something on their own. So that's the criteria that we, that they, that they, that we, that we work with. And then they're more accepted into the program. So we give them the opportunity to understand that they are, they are welcome to our program and they will develop a dream, but that dream is tied to their values. That dream is tied to their plan, their sustainable plan, either in the academic space or in the entrepreneurial space. We have youth who, who we have youth who's like, I want, I want to be a doctor, but at the same time, I want to be a musician. So we tie the entrepreneurial mindset where they can become a doctor and build their own clinic, which is they become they become an entrepreneur of their own and also become, you know, follow their talents through becoming a musician where they can build a band, uh, build a band, a musical band and travel the world and become sustainable and tie the entrepreneurial aspect from that holistic lens. So, yeah, that's that's the youth that we work with high risk youth and, and they love our program we have we have we have we have impacted a significant high number uh in our organization beyond 70 plus youth so yeah and the turnout is like is amazing the feedback that we get uh, is like you know thank you so much i understand how to tackle my struggles i understand that I don't need to seek validation. I understand that I have the opportunity to build my dream. We have parents thanking us that, you know, through our program, we have youth sit in their home playing video games all day, right? And through our program, they come and they graduate from our program and they're developing a game on their own, you know? And that's the entrepreneurial aspect of it and that's the value that we provide so wow that's amazing yeah well congrats on you know turning your struggle into success and then scaling that to youth and making such a big impact uh 
I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that you know, yeah, your your struggle has you know resulted in tenfold uh, happiness and success overall. At least I don't know. I'm not really good at maths, so maybe a hundredfold. <laughs> okay. uh, there, there's at least seventy <laughs> people there plus parents and. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's great. So uh, you'd mentioned, you know, you're you're taking these dreams and and helping the youth connect with their dream and turn it into reality. But you yourself also um, have, you know, sown different seeds here and there. You're also you have a background in in IT and you're still right. doing that. So you're the you know you're a director of this really amazing youth program while also navigating the world of uh you know ai and and not compromising on on either which is amazing um yeah how has this other part of you developed tell me about you know journeys that you've gone through in this other camp this other you know facet right. of your existence yeah yeah i found i love i love tech i love it a lot I worked as an IT analyst at a couple of corporations, uh, and the journey was incredible. And then I woke up to the journey of AI um, and machine learning and algorithms. I am not a programmer, but in the beginning of this podcast, I told you I'm always finding innovative ways, and I'm always thinking, and I'm always trying to learn new things. I had the opportunity to wake up to the world of AI and artificial intelligence to its highest peak in November of November, uh, yeah, early November. And then when ChatGBT and OpenAI came into the world, I was fascinated by the, the, the ability on how artificial intelligence will, is impacting our lives and how it's going to be changing. So uh, I developed a side company, uh, Quality Amalgamation, coming from amalgamating things together, because tech is always about amalgamating tools and innovation and design thinking together. I established an AI firm, AI consultancy firm, where we help small companies implement AI tools to enhance their productivity and efficiency uh, through the journey of prompt engineering, which is a very difficult skill to master. So that's the side of, of me. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to become an, an effective communicator in prompt engineering. Which is a skill that that pretty close. I wouldn't say I'm a master, but I would say that I would call myself I'm a high level. So yeah, that's 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 the journey of AI for me. Amazing. So yeah, I think ChatGPT captivated the world, and you know, people responded Absolutely. in numerous ways. Some people feel very threatened about yeah their livelihoods being impacted potentially or uh and then yeah on the other end there's there's people other that have fully embraced it and uh and there's everything in between as well so you know with this 
amalgamation kind of uh from what i understand consulting based on like your uh proficiency in in prompt uh is it engineering prompt uh yeah yeah but, but prompt engineering yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. How would you, you know, what would you say to somebody who's struggling to um, understand the, the the full capabilities of of AI? And like, yeah, right. So, our firm is registered here in Calgary. It's a startup. It's a brand new startup, but it's not targeted in in the ecosystem in Alberta or in Canada. It's operating in Qatar. Uh, in, in the Middle East and in Saudi Arabia. It's QA Enterprises. And basically, we're helping startups, helping startups, small and medium-sized companies, how to implement AI tools and teaching them how to become effective prompt engineers through ChatGBT and chatbots and through ad create like progressive tools like ad creative tools in machine learning. The typical standard of how people use ChatGPT is basically write me a business plan or write me a strategic plan, right? Some people are, they struggle in getting accurate results. So I'm not alone, by the way. I have two members with me, a couple engineers with me, where they found specific keywords in challenging chat GBT or in challenging uh, other chatbots to give them specific words. So instead of writing, you know, um, what is a business, you know, write me a business plan, right? You would, you would probably say, like, give it a specific keyword and say, write me a business plan that is extremely specific. So the word extremely is a keyword, extremely specific in data mining, for example. But then you will, you will write data mining. What's, what's the demographic? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Then, you know, algorithms and results will give you an accurate answer. We know that ChatGBT has a new version. So that new version will give you specific results that would give you some accurate results. So you can upload PDFs and, 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 and documents and use other tools that will cut your time in half, to be honest with you, you know? So, and we, we've seen it, we've seen, uh, we've seen, you know, other corporations use it in grant writing and use it in, um, in proposals and they have succeeded. So, you know, we know that artificial intelligence, specifically ChatGPT, has passed the medical exam, right? They put that to the test. That's, we're basically kind of like the middle, middle, middle man consultancy where, you know, we educate more as an education based model in helping the other side of the world because the other side of the world is, don't know a lot about AI. Um, you know, the underserved and under the underserved demographic in the Middle East doesn't know about AI. So I found an opportunity there. So I was like, what if I did this? <laughs> but I'm, I'm still, I'm still, uh, struggling and accepting that struggle and learning and always innovating and always accepting and 
it might take me a 10-year journey again to master the world of AI. But knowing what I've learned as an executive and what I've learned today and, uh, you know, building companies from the ground up, I think it won't take me 10 years. It would probably split that in half. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anything these days will take 10 years now that we have ChatGPT around, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I wish you, you know, great success in that as well. And, um, yeah, prompt engineering is a really interesting and kind of new thing that has erupted with, with the creation of these tools. And they're so, they're so powerful that you can do so much. But even the creators themselves, you know, tell us to kind of temper your excitement when you realize that not all the results are quite as accurate as you might expect. ChatGPT says things very confidently, of course, but you know, you might want to double check your work before you submit it as your assignment. Uh, right. It's, you know, not all factual, but there's so many interesting stories that you hear on the news too of people, uh, professionals in the workplace that use ChatGPT uh, and, you know, some, I guess if you don't hear about it in the news, then then it's then it's then it's done its magic for you. But if you hear about the news, like the guy who you know the 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 defense lawyer who used ChatGPT to make his defense and ended up um, getting caught because it was quoting stuff that you know was not actual case law or didn't actually exist. So um, right, yeah, yeah, and had like real real world implications. But that's like really- it's it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a very complex world. My recommendations as as someone who's trying to learn artificial intelligence to its highest degree and highest core, I think people need to be very, very careful. And what you have mentioned in checking their work when you're using ChatGPT or any of the AI tools in marketing, strategic planning, and designing, uh, or or in 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 tools that will funnel you leads, you you really have to be very careful on the language, the keywords that you're 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 addressing. Yeah, artificial intelligence is 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 not something easy. It's something that needs to be taken very, very serious very seriously. But it's 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 coming strong as a wave. Like it's 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 a it's a big wave that that's 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 hitting corporations, that is hitting small businesses, that is hitting medium businesses. Um, so yeah, I think it's an opportunity there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely an opportunity there. Uh, so I think we're coming up on time here and of all the things that we talked about, surely if people have questions and they will surely like, where do they find you and any last kind of, uh, information you want to shout out there in the process like go for it <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> yeah people can find me on linkedin just shoot me a dm if you're if you have questions about our not-for-profit organization in youth in the entrepreneurial mindset journey and you want to inquire more about the program you can find me on, on linkedin more than happy to sit down for coffee i am big on collaborations uh, one of the things that I really like is uh, 
collaboration, not competition. I'm not in for competition. I'm always in it for collaboration and give value and give and take all, always. That is in regards to our organization. In terms of AI, uh, if people want to have a conversation and strategies, this is something that I do on the side on the weekends. You know, basketball and AI is what I do, right? And spend time with my family, of course. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a journey. So people, yeah, people find me on LinkedIn. So if you want to have a coffee and talk about AI and pick my brain in the AI world and pick my brain in the IT world, show uh, me a text on a, on a Friday night. <laughs> More than happy to do so. I love it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, there's that new Pixel Park that just opened up in the plot line somewhere. And there's a basketball court, a new basketball court. There's quite a few new ones downtown. I'm quite excited about it. I haven't gotten to use them yet, but maybe next yeah. summer. Uh, it's already getting getting a bit cold. But anyway. Next summer, I would, I would love for our LinkedIn, LinkedIn listeners, if you're all about basketball, uh, let's play some basketball and then probably shoot a three point three point shot and uh, uh talk to you ai while i'm <laughs> while, while i am winning a while game crossing so. someone over yeah okay that's great it's an invitation yeah. for for fun competition and collaboration at the same time yeah absolutely absolutely good so. all right well thank you so much for your time and um yeah i wish you all the best and we'll chat again soon and yeah, yeah, you know, million thanks for being you, Moose. You're uh, you're much needed in in our community. Thank you so much, Ariel. This has been great, and I look forward to the fruitful conversations that this podcast will provide. Absolutely. Thank okay. you. Thank Cheers. you. Bye. If you haven't already. Visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. NIM helps new software developers, UI UX designers, and product managers gain mentored hands-on industry experience. And at the same time, we provide companies with risk-free tech talent. Definitely a win-win-win situation. Visit newideamachine.com for more information. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>